This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. You're listening to the Nutrition Awareness Podcast, where we firmly believe food should fuel your life, not restrict it. Each week, one of our registered dietitian nutritionists will motivate and educate you with accurate and reliable nutrition information to help you achieve your health goals using food. Whether you struggle with yo-yo dieting, weight loss, portion control, or simply just understanding the right eating patterns to get real, lasting results, you're in the right place. I'm Dietitian Kate, nutrition expert, ex-cardio bunny turned barbell junkie, and your host for today's episode. Are you ready to dive in? Hey, it's Megan. OG listeners will recognize me as the occasional episode guest slash co-host. If you're a new listener thinking, who the heck is this chick and where is Kate? (laughs) I am one of the two dietitians at Nutrition Awareness. Today, I am interviewing my husband, Will, on what it's like to be married to a dietitian. I quiz him on what he thinks it is that we really do. I ask him about the ups and downs of being married to someone in our profession. I ask him about the most valuable things he's learned from me since we met. And we answer a bunch of questions our IG followers submitted. Will is a senior project manager at Garney Construction. So let's get right into the episode. We have a super special treat for you today. I am here with my husband, Will, and my dog, Norman. If you hear him breathing or making any kind of weird Sounds in the background, it's probably him. Um, And today we are talking about what it's like to be married to a dietitian. So, Will, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit first? Glad your people could get in touch with my people (laughs) and finally do this. (laughs) Yes, we've been trying to schedule this for a while, actually. So about two months ago, I asked people on Instagram what they would ask you on a podcast. So we'll start with an easy one. Do you have children? We have no children other than Norman, but one on the way. Due in January. Pretty excited about that. What do you eat? Do you follow <laughs> do you follow a certain diet? <clears throat> no, I do not follow any certain diet. I suppose I do plenty of experimenting and trial stuff with you when you try all the different fad diets so you can speak about them intelligently, but no, I can't say I follow any any one particular diet regimen. I just do what you tell me. What's your favorite diet experiment, Ben? Mm. None of them. <laughs> okay. I hate I hate dieting. I don't think dieting really works all that well. So it's it's fun to try the experiments, I guess. Dieting for a a long term solution, I haven't. You know. It's kind of what you preach. I don't believe in dieting as a long term solution, but um, 
keto, not so fun. Carnivore diet was kind of fun for a couple days. Then it got pretty old pretty quick. But as far as an ease of being able to do it, it was pretty easy. Not a lot of options, so decision-making was simple. You say pretty easy, but what you mean is it was pretty easy for a few days. Yeah, I, I guess. I work a lot of hours, and I don't have a lot of time to think about what I eat, so the carnivore diet was simple from the standpoint of I didn't have to really worry about what I could and couldn't eat. It was, It's pretty straightforward what you can eat on the carnivore diet. And then what happens after three days of doing that? You just want other things. I feel like I have a problem with just self-restraint in general. And traveling, I pass a lot of fast food restaurants and gas stations, and I just want other stuff, so. Can we talk about how you hide your fast food bags from me? I don't hide anything. (laughs) So, very often, I will go take out the trash, and I'll open the trash cans outside, and I will see... Chick-fil-A bags or Wendy's bags or Burger King bags that he will make sure that he throws away before he comes in the house or before I go get in his truck. It's mostly Chick-fil-A bags. Okay, first off, you never really get in my truck. And second off, I'm not going to bring the bag in the house so then I can go walk back outside to deposit it. The garbage can is on my way in the house. No, (laughs) I'm not walking in bragging about the fast food I ate that day, but guys gotta eat so how many times a week would you say on average you go through a drive-thru oh i think that totally depends on the week i think sometimes i have my good weeks and sometimes i have my bad weeks so like this week i don't intend on going to a drive-thru at all but but maybe on average you have no lunch you don't have lunch for tomorrow or friday packed so what are you gonna do we don't have lunches for tomorrow? No, we don't. We had lunches back through Wednesday. We've got nothing for tomorrow. So. I'll probably go pick up a salad or something from Publix. I've been doing good this week, so when I start off well, I feel like I finish pretty strong, and it's easier to stay on track. When I start off the week poorly, then it's very easy to just say, like, nah, it's not that big a deal. So I like to do Publix salads or... I do like a grilled chicken cool wrap from uh, Chick-fil-A every once in a while, which I feel like isn't a terribly bad decision. So the problem is if the Chick-fil-A line's too long, then Wendy's is next door and I do like their spicy nuggets. So it's an easy cop out, but not this week. Okay. this week. I do enjoy... Oh, and I like poke bowls and stuff. And there's a couple places in my travels that I stop and get those every time. So I feel like that's a pretty good decision. So even when you're eating out for lunch, you're trying to stay conscious of your choices on most days. I am always conscious of my choices every single time. I know when I'm not doing the right thing. Well, everybody knows when they're not doing the right thing. That's not, it's not hard to know when you go through and you get a hamburger and fries that you're doing. Yeah, so of course Everybody knows that. But being conscious of it is different. Like, are you putting your head in the sand and saying, like, F it, I'm just going to go do this? Or is it more of a, I did good this week, so I am I can go do this and I'm not worried about it? Hmm. No, I don't, I don't think I reward myself with guilty pleasures. I think I'm more, like, along the lines of if I did good this week, I'm going to keep, I'm going to finish the week out and I'm going to keep doing good this week. It's more... 
like I said, if I start off on the wrong foot, I usually just end up finishing on the wrong foot too. And chalking it up to a loss and get back to it. Well, I definitely appreciate kind of going back to the experiments when you do them with me because then I feel like I have like a normal person's outlook on them. For example, like doing intermittent fasting and things like that. So it's not just me coming at it from a scientific dietitian perspective. It's coming at it from somebody who's just kind of a normal person. (laughs) I enjoy doing them as a reset for myself, but... I guess you asked about any particular diet. I do um I do intermittent fast regularly almost by default because of just my schedule. That's just because you don't make yourself food. Yes. So if I don't make you food, you just don't eat. <laughs> it's called intermittent fasting. There's a scientific it's term not. for it. Um, okay, next Instagram question. Do you ever get tired of Megan's healthy cooking and just want to pig out on cake and ice cream? No. I think it's very, um, her cooking's great. Your cooking's great. I don't know why I'm referring to you as, yes. Um, so no, I don't ever get sick of her, her cooking, your cooking, but, um, I don't have a sweet tooth anyway, so I wouldn't ever go to cake and ice cream. I do like salty things, like salty, crunchy stuff, so potato chips, just like Norman. Also like crunchy things. Um, Norman is our dog, by the way. (laughs) So I will reach for that, but, um, and I just do that because I like it, not because I feel like I need it. Um, But no, I, I don't go the cake and ice cream route anyways. But I can't say I've ever been sick of anything you've cooked. Um, do you ever feel pressure to eat a certain way in front of other people? Because people that know that your wife's a dietitian. Do you feel like people are judging you or judging what you eat? No. Well, no. If they are, I don't notice it. But Do you ever feel like you should be making a good example or setting a good example for other people or coworkers or anyone that you're around or your family? Setting a good example, maybe around my family a little bit, but no, I don't ever order anything at a restaurant that I don't genuinely want to eat, you know that, so I don't, I don't try to satisfy anybody else's desires other than my own, um, I think I'm more conscious about what I order because of you being a dietitian, but I can't say that affects my decision all that often, (laughs) um, Do you feel like most people have a misconception of what a dietitian is and what they do? Yeah, I'd say probably 95% of people just automatically think what you do. When I explain it to them or when I tell them you're a dietitian, they just assume that you make meal plans for people, which I know isn't the case because that's not really teaching someone anything. Um, That's probably what I would have thought too. I suppose we met, what, nine years ago? So you were working in a hospital as a clinical dietitian at the time. So uh, as far as I knew, dietitian wasn't a thing before then. I'd never heard of a dietitian. So I just assumed all dietitians worked in hospitals, which then I know you're not making meal plans. I know you're doing other more technical things. But um, as a private practice dietitian, 
I guess I would assume you make meal plans for people, which is totally false. So, what did do that you, answer your question? What do you think I do? <laughs> what do I think you do? <laughs> yeah. I don't think you do I, anything. I don't know what you do. <laughs> Cook, clean, no. Um, <clears throat> I think you educate people about food and chemistry and the way food interacts with your body biologically is that the right word physiologically physiologically um so i think what you do is a lot more scientific i do i know you do a ton of research and stay on top of the ever-changing nutrition world which is frustrating to me it's like how come you know not you personally but like dietetics in general knows the answer to this question now when they didn't before like what do you mean you didn't know that eggs were okay for you like that's crazy to me but it's a newer science I guess that's strange that there's like new sciences but I get it like I come from a science background so it's weird that it's a a newly evolving thing that we're so feels like we're so far behind on it when don't shouldn't be like it's the biggest part of our day like it impacts us more than anything else so it's pretty wild that there's still like tons of new revelations coming and the science is changing constantly so it takes a lot of research to stay on top of that and it's hard for a layman to I guess stay on top of that so I know you educate people in that type of stuff um but it's also exciting because it's it's almost like a new frontier It's like, you know, most of the parts of the world have been discovered and like we know everything that exists, but when it comes to nutrition, like we're just scratching the surface. So it's exciting. Sure. I I suppose, I guess I look, I, I get frustrated by it because to me, like, okay, if we're exploring space, like that doesn't have an immediate impact on my life every day, but food does. So I really wish I just knew all the things that were good and not good and why now because it impacts me every day you know so well I think that being said we tend to get wrapped up in the science and forget that common sense really matters sure and so if you're using your common sense and you're looking at a food like okay where did this food come from first of all like is it in a box or a bag okay if it's in a box or a bag what are the ingredients that are in that food and what did it look like when it first existed if it's a potato chip and it came from a potato how many steps did this potato go through to become a potato chip and end up in my pantry versus am i eating a baked potato that all that was done to it was picked i could say i've never i had never ever ever read or understood maybe i read but never understood a food label before i met you and so that's something i do now when i shop which is interesting um and I think very educational once you have that knowledge base helps you make much better informed decisions. It's surprising how much crap is in our foods. Um, but yeah, like everything's changing. Like just the other day I found out white rice is better than brown rice. Oh my gosh, please, please don't put that out there. He's laughing because Joe Rogan claimed that white rice was better than brown rice, and I kind of debunked that on an Instagram story, and it drove me insane (laughs) that my husband came home and actually asked me the question and believed him. Um, 
So. I didn't believe him. I just put you on the hot seat and said, explain this to me. Okay. So, yes. White rice is not better for you than brown rice. Do you ever get weird comments or looks when people see what you're eating for lunch? Yes. I work in the construction industry, so. Well, and, and now everyone, I mean, I've worked at the same place for nine years. Everyone I work with knows that you're a dietitian. And so whenever I choose not to go out to lunch and I bring a lunch, the comments are usually, oh, you got something healthy, huh? Like, like it's a bad thing, which even if it wasn't tasty, it was healthy. Like, why is it, that shouldn't be a bad thing, but you make such good tasty stuff. Like I feel that's, that's the common misconception is that healthy stuff doesn't taste good, which I know to be totally false. Sometimes it doesn't taste good, <laughs> but what are your least favorite things that you can remember? Like me making that you're like, this is healthy, but it's disgusting. Hmm. I don't know because I mean, you know that I don't hold back. And sometimes I come home and say that lunch sucks. <laughs> <laughs> or we eat dinner and I say, this is not that good. <laughs> but only it comes from a place of love and I only sure. want you to get better. <laughs> I only want you to never make this for me again. Well, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, why waste your time with a bad recipe? So, Which is, I'm not it, a big it's fan It's good of... to get that feedback because on my end of things, like, I can take it. I can definitely take it too far and like foods that are just abnormally weird and healthy and I feel like you kind of bring me back down to earth and be like this is dry and bland and disgusting yeah so I I would say like generally the healthy type and this might break hearts but the general healthy type like desserts and bars and things I am not a fan of maybe that's because I'm not a fan of those sweet treats in the first place Mm -hmm. so then when they're made less exciting not less exciting but with substitutes that make them less sweet then I like them even less so right I have no inclination to reach for anything like that like you don't he he doesn't eat like protein bars or like you don't like yogurts if I've ever made my own like protein bars or energy balls or anything like that you're just not interested in any of that kind of stuff no gross other than that like meal wise I don't know. You make very creative stuff, so it's always fun. I enjoy I enjoy almost every food anyways. You know that. I don't I don't like calamari and I don't like bananas. So as long as what you make doesn't have calamari and bananas in it, I'm going to try it. And I'm going to eat the whole thing regardless of what it is or how I like it. But um Yeah, I can't say there's anything I get like really turned off by. I can't remember the last thing I said that, that was bad, but probably wasn't that long ago. What about the one time we that, eat a I, lot of variety, so. that I packed your lunch and it was just lettuce? <laughs> it wasn't even just lettuce. It was a bowl with, like, the leftover lettuce. It was, like, four leaves of lettuce, which I don't even know why you saved that in a separate Tupperware. But, yeah, I walked I packed the, the wrong Tupperware in his lunch, basically. I walked into the kitchen at work to grab a fork, and I opened up my salad, and I looked and proceeded It was, like, my... four lettuce leaves, and I remember you texting me a picture of it and saying, like, you have officially gone too far. <laughs> <laughs> I 
think I probably proceeded to get in my truck and go to Wendy's just to, <laughs> despite the situation. Okay, next question. What do you think is different about the food slash food culture or routine in our house, if anything, from other couples or households? Um, I think we... Man, I think we probably experiment a lot more than other people. I think you're very seasonal in your cooking. We don't shy away from anything. People probably think we eat healthy all the time, but that's not true. Um, I mean, we love restaurants, so food culture in our house includes going to restaurants and stuff too. And we try a lot of restaurants. I mean, our favorite place we ever lived were because of the variety of restaurants that they had. So we do like to do that, go out with friends. Um, I like to cook on the smoker. We do all sorts of stuff. So it's a wide variety. I wouldn't necessarily say it's always super healthy. I think throughout the week we eat pretty darn good. Um, but you're always trying the the different delivery services and the different meal prep services and just you know, seeing what hits and what misses and being able to provide that information to friends and clients is good information to have. Um, so I don't, I think, I feel like just as far as variety goes, we're all over the board. Like I can't, I can't ever say, you know, Wednesday's macaroni and chicken day. Like we don't ever have a set meal yeah, schedule. Yeah, we've definitely never had a set like this day we eat this or like every week we eat this no. recipe. It's very rare that we even repeat recipes ever. Yeah, I'm trying to think of you know, any recipe we repeat might just be like the pumpkin sausage pasta that I love because you make it once every fall. That's probably the only thing that I've ever had year to year. Not even like week to week or month to month. We mm-hmm. just don't ever repeat stuff really. There's so much you can do. There's so many recipes. There's so much variety of ingredients and things available that unless you really, really love something, it doesn't make sense to repeat. Just try new things. We try a lot of new things. I think just from talking to so many people about the way that they eat and their routines at home, I think one thing that's different for us is that we never go out to eat during the week. Like, never. I mean, in terms of let's go even order Uber Eats or something like that, if we don't have dinner at home, we will scrounge something from the refrigerator or the freezer a hundred times over before we were like, oh, I'm going to go pick up pizza or I'm going to go through a drive-thru or something for dinner. Yeah. I I can think of one thing that we repeat. And that's only because when I have to cook, I just make breakfast for dinner. And so <laughs> I repeat that meal quite a bit. But yeah. it's because it's amazing. Yeah, and that's something we can always kind of scrounge up. Yeah. If we don't have anything else. Um, Big breakfast fan. Okay, so what changes to your lifestyle have you made since before meeting me? I would just say my general understanding of nutrition and how it affects my body, sleep and how it affects my body. Um, Like I said before about being frustrated about not knowing things, like having been an athlete growing up and (laughs) 
you know, always being told like, oh, we've got a game coming up. You got to go eat Olive Garden or something the night before. Like, that's so messed up. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I can't imagine how, you know, good I maybe could have been if I had the right nutrition advice. And being able to, you know, when you do clean up your diet and knowing when I'm not doing the right thing and then doing the right thing and seeing an almost immediate impact in my day-to-day, like, that's pretty stark contrast to what I knew and how I operated before. Um, so that would be the biggest thing. I can't say that much else has changed diet-wise. I would say... What about eating more, like, plant-based stuff? I feel like... Yeah, definitely. That's something yeah, that sure. definitely okay. changed. Sure, yeah. Not, uh... Not having a protein is like the main star of the dish all the time. A, a meat protein is the main star of the dish. We certainly eat, you know, protein. We have a lot of venison and beef from the farm that we use. I, I appreciate, not like, not an initiative you've made, but just an initiative that you've seen pop up more is like understanding where your stuff comes from. Like, I do appreciate that and try to strive more to follow that when I can. Um, and you know, using sustainable resources and practices is a nice way to think, but definitely like understanding that you don't need just portion sizes, how your proteins portion to the rest of your, your meal. It's okay if you don't have a meat protein on your plate, like there's plenty of other ways to get it. I'd say it definitely fluctuates, but I mean, there have been times where we don't, we don't have meat in the freezer. You don't, we don't ever buy meat at the grocery store, really. So we go, you know, weeks or whatever, eating mostly vegetarian, which would have definitely would have not bothered me, but been weird to me before. It's not like, it's not even remotely a foreign concept anymore. It's just, it's a normal way of eating that doesn't bother me at all because the stuff is can still be tasty and filling and nutritious so I'd say you talking about that made me think of something else that's probably different in our household than most is that we don't really eat chicken ever yeah <laughs> uh, which I think most people that's kind of their go-to protein and thinking like oh you know she's a dietitian they're trying to eat healthy they probably eat a lot of chicken Um, but the reason why we don't eat chicken is because we don't have access to free range, sustainably raised chicken. And I don't, you know, one of my main goals always is to make sure if we are eating meat, we know where it comes from. We know how it was raised. And so since my parents don't raise chickens on their farm and there's not a whole lot of places here in Orlando where you can trust where your food is coming from. We just don't eat a lot of chicken. And I just realized by not eating chicken that chicken's not really that great. I don't ever <laughs> buy it anymore. Like, it's not it's, true. it's not that good of a thing anyways. Like, what do you do with At it? At least just... chicken breast. Like, plain, like, chicken breast with, like, no fat on it. It doesn't really have a whole lot it's of flavor. It's pretty boring. Pretty it's bland. just a vessel to coat in whatever you want to coat it in. But you can do that with a salad or literally anything else and it can taste just as good like i don't you realize that chicken's kind of a a waste of space it's not that exciting can't say i've ever ordered chicken off a menu either since i've met you 
Um, okay, next question. Do you ever feel like you need to hide what you're eating from me? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Not really. You don't play the I don't judge. guilty card at all. <laughs> you don't make me feel Sometimes guilty. Sometimes I will say, like, if you go back to the pantry and, like, get more chips or something, I'm like, do you really want that? <laughs> and I just look at you in the eye and I say, yes. And then I continue to eat it. I don't feel bad about it. So, no, I don't. I don't think you make me feel guilty about eating anything in particular i feel like you're very realistic that's what everybody asks me oh so you eat healthy all the time it's like no i don't eat healthy all the time i eat healthy when i want to eat healthy and i eat less healthy when i feel like it and it's there's (laughs) there's no like hard and fast rule necessarily but i certainly don't feel like you've um given me the impression ever that it's not okay to eat things that you want to eat when you want to eat them sometimes like i get it you want a snickers bar you can't you can't just eat a snickers bar every day like that's not good for you but if you want a snickers bar and you haven't had a snickers bar in a while have a snickers bar what is the worst part about being married to a dietitian um I don't have too many negatives um, other than you're obsessed with trying to make nut butters and it doesn't work. I am not obsessed. I tried <laughs> like three times in my life and I'm officially done with We that have a lot endeavor. of kitchen gadgets that never get used or sent back because they were a good idea at the time and then they're not really that <clears> efficient. <throat> the almond cow. Don't get it. Yeah, didn't work out. <laughs> Don't <out. laughs> get it. <laughs> um, it looks like a lot of promise on Instagram, and it's it's not what it seems. Yeah. Other than that, I don't know. Your job seems stressful to me. You deal with a lot of issues, so emotionally, sometimes you're drained after work, which I get. I'm more physically and, like, mentally drained. Sometimes you're more emotionally drained, so... Um, you have that, but I like being married to a dietitian because I I feel like I kind of gravitate towards what other people are interested in. Like I get, I find it very easy to dive in and get interested in things, especially things I don't really know anything about. And so I had literally no knowledge base really of nutrition other than common sense before meeting you. And so I thought that was super exciting that I was learning something new, so that was cool. And then with starting your own business and all that, being a part of, you know, that entrepreneurial spirit and getting that going and watching that grow has been very exciting too. So, um, yeah, I don't have a lot of doubt. So what's your, what's the worst and best things about being married to a construction guy that sometimes works long and crazy hours does what I do the worst and best thing um I would say worst thing is trying to plan anything before 6 p.m is just like probably not gonna happen So, like, there's no such thing in our lives as, like, hey, like, let's meet up and go for a run at 4 p.m. No. Or, like, hey, like, 
let's like go to a random lunch because I got off early today. Like that literally never happens. Um, same thing with like breakfast dates or anything <laughs> like, like that would be a very, very special day. So you leave the house at six o'clock and I don't, I won't be seeing you again until 6 p.m. or after. And that's just something I've kind of had to accept. And that's an everyday thing. That's not like, oh, I work 12 hour days, three days a week. That's like every single day. You don't even know what time I leave the house. <laughs> so quiet and sneaky. Um, that being said, I feel like you are much better at managing your time now than when you first started in this industry so so it's not that bad now and because since I have my own business I can kind of like work as I want to and make my own schedule and so with that in mind I have a lot of freedom and so I don't have you being like hey like are you done are you done with that when I have somebody who scheduled appointment for six o'clock like you you would never be like when are you coming home you're just kind of checking up on me, like, if I'm getting home later than you. I feel um, like every time I get home and you're working late past me, I have a sense of pride. <laughs> that you're grinding and getting stuff done. I don't I don't get annoyed by it at all. I'm like, yeah. Well, that's actually, like, that's also the worst thing about being married. I don't necessarily think it's about your industry. Married? I think it's about being married to you that I feel guilty if I'm not working 12, 13-hour days sometimes. Yeah, Whereas, like, like, for an example, yesterday, I think I got home at, like, 7.30 or something like that. And then I had to be back in the office by 7.30 this morning. So, like, my Tuesday-Wednesday transition is always a little bit rough for me (laughs) and then I go right back into sessions and talking to people and helping them and then I get done pretty early on Wednesday so I get done at like three o'clock with clients so then I come home and there's still things I have to do like I still have to do administrative stuff like I mean I'm just done with my consultations at three and so I think a normal person would be like, oh, cool, like, you're done at three, and now you can just, like, chill and, like, go work out or go walk the dog or do something, but I feel so guilty that if I just want to do something where I'm chilling, like, like, just chill out because I know you're working until, like, six or seven (laughs) o'clock. You know you set your own schedule, right? You've kind of done this to yourself. No, I know. That's the only hard part of my week is that transition from Tuesday to Wednesday. Um, and sometimes it's not that hard because sometimes I don't have late appointments on Tuesday. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I think that guilt that I feel because it's 5 o'clock and I want to wrap things up, but I'm like, oh, I should probably just keep working. <laughs> when I get home and ask you what you're doing at 7 o'clock and you tell me you're managing your finances, it makes me so proud. Of course it does. <laughs> Which I feel like I want you to be like, oh, you're laying by the pool. That's awesome. But instead, you're always like. Sometimes you are. No, I know. But when I do, you're always judgy. I'm not judgy. (laughs) Oh, laying by the pool. Had a rough day today, huh? I just like giving you shit. I'm like, but I did so much in the hours that I had. It's the benefits of being owning your own business. And the thing with me is, too, is I don't have to work 12 hours a day to make the money that I need to make. I just don't. So. 
Congrats. <laughs> um, okay, what... This is the last question that we have. What do you think people would be most surprised to learn about me? Just in general? Um... I guess, like, what's something you feel like people don't know or what people would be surprised to learn? <laughs> I'm kind of scared for you to answer this. <laughs> you have no issue eating three popsicles in one sitting. That's so um... lame. They're fruit popsicles. <laughs> you definitely have a a need for desserts where I don't. Well, especially during pregnancy. So I'm seven months yeah. pregnant, and yes, I have definitely had a serious need for desserts that's something what was the question um it says what do you think people would be most surprised to learn about megan you got a scholarship to school for being appalachian (laughs) (laughs) okay yeah you used to want to be a senator (laughs) this yes this is true you just want to be in politics quite the swerve yeah um Okay, question for you. Since I've been pregnant, like, through this whole... So, so I'm seven months pregnant right now, through this whole journey. Like, what have been the hardest things for you over the past couple months? Uh, I feel like I've had it pretty easy. I don't think you've had any crazy swings or needs or anything like that. There hasn't been all that much that's changed for me, other than just getting used to the idea of having a baby and getting prepared for that. But I would say these past couple weeks, months have been a lot easier. Yeah, okay, so I guess I'm just thinking in the short term. In the beginning, that was crazy. Couldn't have meat in the house at all (laughs) because you were disgusted by it. And then. Every time you would meal prep something, you could only eat it one time or not at all because then you were disgusted by it. So we had like meals overflowing that I had to try and eat all the time. So Or nothing at all if I couldn't stand yeah, the thought of cooking. True. There were yeah. a lot of times where we didn't have a whole lot of anything and we were doing freshly meals. Which was early on in covid too so i mean it wasn't bad that we had a bunch of meals prepared and things like that because we weren't really going out anyways um so that's been weird i mean just having a pregnancy during covid has been weird because i haven't been able to participate in very much but um other than that i don't know you hear crazy stories that people have about stuff with their pregnant wives and I don't feel like I've experienced much of it yet so I'm just I was cautiously optimistic at the beginning I was calling you a lot knowing that you were on your way home to be like pick me up a frozen Reese's fast break bar pick me up a with diet a diet vanilla dr pepper like yeah. some very very specific weird craving stuff early on was weird like, go on journeys early on was weird me. lately it's been pretty steady but i am prepared for shit to hit the fan <laughs> at any time i'm always prepared um and definitely like since i'm sleeping now it's a lot 
You are snoring a lot more now. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's been a difficult <laughs> thing for me lately. Which months ago, it was really hard for me because I wasn't sleeping through the night at all. And so I'd be up all night and then the next day would just be horrible. Now I'm sleeping amazing, but I'm also snoring. So <laughs> that's waking you up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, anything that you felt like surprised by through pregnancy that you weren't like necessarily prepared for or things that you just didn't know about um I don't feel like I knew about anything about pregnancy it's interesting because you don't a lot of our friends have gone through it family's gone through it but you don't really hear about the more complicated issues and more sensitive issues until you're going through it it's kind of just uh it's like there's an inner circle, and you're not in it till you're in it. But once you're in it, you're like, holy shit, I can't believe all this stuff actually happens or happened. Um, so it's definitely eye-opening from that perspective. Okay, um, my last question for you. Do you have any food rules? Are there any, like, food rules in our house? You're from Appalachia, where there are no rules, and I feel like you've carried that over into our relationship in our home so I don't believe there's any food rules in our house (laughs) that I know of um I definitely don't eat food that's been in the danger zone anymore I learned about that yeah that is very true I could leave stuff out forever and I would eat it before I met you now that I know there's actually a thing called foodborne illnesses and stuff you know you gotta take care of refrigeration and proper heating i would put my meals on my dashboard in my truck to heat them up for lunch oh my, that is a dietitian's nightmare oh, so many guys in construction that do is that. such a nightmare and i bet they all have diarrhea i don't know i've never asked them <laughs> but i have not done that a single time since i met you so, so what nine years clean <laughs> so what we're talking about like to be a dietitian you have to get serve safe certified which means you have to learn the proper temperatures and serving temperatures for all different foods, whether it's meats or vegetables or seafood or all of those things. And then you also learn what temperature those foods need to be held at and how long they can be outside of their temperature before they're growing enough bacteria to make you sick or create a foodborne illness. And so, yeah, that's that's something that I feel like a lot of people aren't super aware of. That and, like, cross-contamination in the kitchen of like using the same knives that you use for meat when you're cutting it up and then also cutting up your veggies or the same cutting board and things like that i feel like that happens a lot when i'm cooking i guess i don't get that totally because like if i cut my meat with my knife and then i cut the veggies but i cook the veggies what's the problem because you're not necessarily making sure that those veggies get to that same internal temperature to then kill the bacteria from the meat i think i probably get them hotter well, then that's probably okay. It's probably okay. <laughs> but I, I do enjoy the chemistry side of things and what we've learned, you know, from a chemistry standpoint and how things react with meat. Like it's a like, food science standpoint. Yeah, from a food science standpoint, that's been pretty cool. I feel like our steak game has gone up significantly since we learned about how fats and salts and everything like that work together. Um, Like... I made the best turkey ever last year or the year before and just learning about how, you know, like 
permeability of the skin of the turkey. You rub Teach all, us. Yeah, you Teach say us. you. Okay. It doesn't this matter. You can you can rub all these. You know, herbs are totally aromatic when it comes to cooking a turkey. Like the only thing that matters is salt. It's the only thing that actually permeates the skin and imparts any flavor into the turkey. So it's important that you start with salt and that you. And salt's not necessarily bad. I don't know. You can explain salt. I'm sure salt's not great, but it makes things taste good. And so, yeah, you can dress up a turkey all you want as you're cooking it, but it doesn't actually make it taste any different. You can add herbs and things at the end to serve with the turkey if you want. And from an aromatic standpoint, it's nice. But if you're missing the salt, you haven't really done anything. And from a taste point, in, in terms of like if you're eating the rosemary, the thyme, the things like that, if it's in your mouth, you're getting the flavor. But what you're saying is the turkey doesn't necessarily absorb any. What of I'm that saying is flavor. the molecular structure of the salt is small enough to permeate the skin of the turkey, whereas the molecular structure of any of the other spices you would generally use aren't. So you're not. You might get a pretty you know flavorful skin if the stuff stays on it, but actually like into the meat into the turkey for that long, long time that it's in there cooking, you don't you don't get any real benefit from all these. So speaking of your phenomenal cooking skills, what do you think you are better at than me in the kitchen or in terms of cooking your food or I am better at cooking things that take a long time with a lot of ingredients because you don't have the patience to do that I would agree with that I think because I cook most of our food in our house probably 99% of the food that we have when there's a food and wine recipe that's 10 hours long and you're like man I really want to try that that's up to you yeah that or anything on the smoker because you don't know how to turn it on (laughs) I have never turned on our smoker um yeah you've definitely it's pretty easy it's like cheating but i'm better at it than you ladies if your husband wants a smoker do not wait go buy him one immediately because he will cook more food for you yes that's definitely a best purchase of 2019 not fake news (laughs) all right well let's wrap this up we're done with our questions thank you for doing this um any parting thoughts for the nutrition awareness audience hopefully i wasn't too boring (laughs) all right guys thanks for listening thank you for listening i hope this episode was helpful for topic requests or to apply to be a featured guest please email kate at orlandodietitian.com want more nutrition awareness Check out our blog for recipes, nutrition tips and tricks, as well as product recommendations. Our website is www.orlandodietitian.com. Dietitian is spelled D-I-E-T-I-T-I-A-N. This has been Dietitian Kate, and until next time, keep it real and keep it healthy.